Peace, love, and blessings, beautiful spirits. Welcome back to the Spirits and Poetry podcast and Frequency. I am your host, Jorge Quintana, and this episode is a dissection on manifestation. If you're enjoying this season and you want to support the growth of this podcast, please rate and review on iTunes and follow the podcast on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. You can also follow me personally on TikTok and Instagram at Jorge Quintana Poetry. But I want to talk about manifestation mainly because if you've been following the narrative the past few episodes, I started with the question, does anything matter? And from there, I spiraled down this path questioning the meaning of anything and everything. And then I realized I kept failing at everything that I wanted to do. I mean, I really hit this wall. And I can't say I've quite cleared it just yet. But everything I tried, it would fail. It would blow up in my face. It would go to shit. And I would get up and try again. Because that's what you do when you want to continue to push forward. When you, wanna, when you wanna succeed, when you wanna overcome, when you wanna conquer. And I failed again, and again, and again. And so during this time that I've been contemplating, how can I clear this wall? I've also been thinking about manif- manifesting, right? I've been praying, I've been trying to bring things into my reality. And if you go anywhere on social media, anywhere on the web, there are so many people with content around manifesting affirmations, how to, how to bring your dreams into reality. And so let's just start with the fundamental meaning of what spiritual manifestation is. And so spiritual manifestation is the art of physically materializing your internal beliefs. And, and that's, I really appreciate this definition. And this is by uh, yogiapprove.com. This was a definition that I, I greatly appreciated. Because it, it touches the fact that what you are bringing into reality is your internal beliefs. And whether you're getting manifesting tips from the, the law of attraction, which is a very popular one, a lot of people take from that. But the, the thing about the law of attraction is, and I've talked about it before, it's like a mesh between the principle of vibration and the principle of... of um, Correspond, no, it's not correspondent. The principle of uh, vibration and the principle of mentalism, I believe, from hermeticism, where everything is vibrating, everything is about a frequency. And when you're trying to manifest things, bring things into your life, it's all about matching that frequency. And so it, you can look up any video on manifesting. I'm, I'm not here to break down how to manifest. I am no, I am no master at it, okay? I'm not coming from the perspective of Hey, I've manifested, you know, a million dollars in a in a brand new home, and this is how you can get rich too. That's a way, that's the way a lot of these videos are, are kind of set up. Presenting the person as someone who has everything and 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 framing it around you needing their information in order to make your life satisfactory. So how do I get here from the initial question, does anything matter? Well, as I've been failing, I've also been spiraling into this deep depression. And, and I also got to the point where I was, I was questioning if my depression mattered, right? Not just my effort. I wasn't just questioning if, if the good things in my life or the things that once held meaning in my life ever mattered. I was also questioning the struggle, the pain, the fear. You know, I, I actually had a situation where I, I smoked again for the first time. Granted, it was CBD. There was a joint that had... Uh, 
one chemical of THC per every 25 of CBD. But regardless, I was doing something that at one point would have triggered a panic response from my body. And I remember just asking myself if the fear itself even mattered. What is there to be afraid of? Really, what is there to be afraid of? I've already stared into this void where everything is meaningless, both life and death, where everything is excruciating. What more is there to be afraid of than an eternity of meaninglessness where nothing you do has any point, where everything is nonsensical? What worse fate is there than that? And so I came to this realization of, well, okay, if, if, if I'm trying to focus on what matters in life and I'm trying to find what matters to me, where am I putting my current attention? And this is also where my prayers began to, I began to pray more about just trying to find a, a job, trying to find some kind of sustenance. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe that grand spiritual ascension might be out of my fingertips just for this moment, right? Just for this phase of my life. But let me try to get something down. Because at the end of the day, if I put in the effort, if I tried, and at the end of it, it all goes to shit, at least I won't have to look to myself for it. You know, my partner and I often talk about, you know, praying and manifesting. Oftentimes, I, I see this, the, the two is almost the same. But as, as we have those conversations, you know, we often talk about how sometimes you just have to meet God, you have to meet the universe halfway, where you can't just ask for something and expect this thing to come to you without you making the effort to make room for it. Without you making the effort to reach out for it and claim it. You have to put in that effort. And I was actually talking to a friend how I, I feel like in, in this current time, I've put in the effort. I feel like most of the effort has been coming from me. And now it's the universe's turn. It's God's turn to meet me halfway. And so at the end of it, if I failed, if I really just, if my life went to shit, as long as I made the effort, as long as I looked for every possible avenue, it's not on me. Sometimes there are, there are certain causes, be, you know, effects beyond our control, certain events that we cannot ourselves claim responsibility for. And, and that's just how it is. As, as an undocumented person, I cannot claim responsibility for my presence here, for being here in the first place. That was a decision that was made outside of my control. I was too young to agree. I was too young to give consent. But, and this is the big but, this is the kick in the face. I am responsible for choosing to remain here in my current condition of being undocumented. So when I think about manifesting and I think, okay, sometimes we just have to put in that effort, right? To make room for that which we're praying for. It's important to make room for that which you want to arrive. Like when I, when I wanted a, a desk in my room, I remember clearing stuff out and I started visualizing where would I put it? Because if I hit a moment where I was like, you know what? I would love it over there, but it's not going to fit and I realized I had too much clutter, I started taking things out. And lo and behold, a desk found its way to me. I didn't even have to buy it. My dad's friend found it at work and gave it to my dad. And, and, and it, this happened within like a week. 
And I remember looking for desks, trying to find the best possible option for me, realizing a lot of that was out of my budget. And, and I, I wasn't freaking out. I was like, look, I'm, I need a desk and I will adapt if necessary. Lo and behold, a desk arrived. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that now I'm a master of manifestation because I don't know how I did it. I don't know how exactly it happened, but I, I have a clue. And this is something I've heard people talk about, but uh, I, I've been playing this game, Pokemon Go. Shout out to all my Pokemon Go players out there. But it's a game I've been playing since 2016. It, it was, I, I didn't get a chance to get into Pokemon early on because I had all these cards when I was a kid. I watched the series when it was just coming out. But my mom made me stop playing it and stop watching it. At church, they talked about how uh, that was like stuff for the devil. And so she, she forced me to stop playing it. And that was kind of like, you know, as a kid, it sucks. But for me, it, I felt like it was just a part of my childhood that was taken away that later on in my, you know, adolescence, not even adolescence, I was in college when it came out. I got a chance to get back into it. And I really like uh, the, the, the battling aspect of it where you get to battle of the trainers anyway. There's a ranking system, and I've been trying to get to the top ranking system for some time now. I've hit it in the past, but I haven't been able to hit it recently. And, I, and this is where uh, I've encountered a big wall where every time I'm close to that number that says, you are a legend, you are at this tip-top level, I get so close where I see it, and then I just fall all the way back down. And it, it's been happening the past three, four days that I've been pushing for it. I get so close only to fall back down. I do everything right, only to make one crucial mistake, and then I'm punished for it just brutally. And I realized why I haven't been able to hit that top level, why I haven't been able to claim that which I want so badly. It's because I want it so badly, I'm so attached to getting it, that the fear of not getting it outweighs the belief that I can make it there. I'm going to say that again. Just for myself, really, but it, I was so attached to it. I'm so attached to it that the fear of not getting there outweighs the belief that I can make it there. And that's why a lot of our prayers, a lot of what we're trying to bring into our reality goes to shit because we're too attached to it. And this is something I've heard people talk about, but I myself did not fully understand it. I, I'm still beginning to understand attachment. Largely because for a good portion of my life, I've been very de detached, very removed. So I'm not going to sit here and say that attachment is new to me. But what's new to me is becoming dependent on it, you know, not in, in multiple areas of my life, becoming attached to people, to games, to results. I went from being a person that genuinely just didn't care to a person that cares too much. And that might, you might be on a very similar path. Whether you, whether you don't care at all, whether you care too much, whether you're afraid to. But regardless, when we are too attached to results, we are, we are farther away from the experience. And my friend Kellen talks about it all the time. He's like, look, and, and he brought it up with the book Atomic Habits. So I haven't read it, but he highly recommends it. And that book talks about that when you're setting a goal, your goal should never be about hitting a number. Right. It, it, like if you're saying, OK, uh, let's say you're trying to get in shape, your goal shouldn't be, OK, I'm going to drop 20 pounds. Your goal should be a feeling, something more powerful than a number, because oftentimes, yeah, you'll drop the 20 pounds. You can do it. What then? You know, 
the, it's more important to say, I want to feel healthy. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel active. I want to be more flexible. You know, I want to feel at home in my body. Because when you're chasing the feeling, it doesn't matter what the outcome is as long as you're satisfied. But when you're chasing a specific outcome, when you are dependent, when you are expecting a specific outcome, anything outside of that is going to be disappointing. And I, I've, I've been seeing that personally in, in my recent times where uh, I just want to announce I, I did get a new job. And actually, this job that I got is one that I've been praying for for a long time. You know, a job that allows me to be creative, a job that gives me the opportunity to grow my videography, that gives me access to a professional studio, professional camera, like everything I've been praying for. And I don't know exactly how, actually, I do know how it happened. I'm not going to lie to you. It happened because I, I swallowed my pride and I asked for help. So in my specific situation, I am someone that is very independent, very ambitious. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an innovative thinker, but at the same time, I'm, I, I'm good at taking initiative. And yet, I am in a physical situation where I, I can't do it on my own. I mean, you know, because I don't have a social security number, I can't do it on my own. I need support. All the opportunities I've had in the past have been because of the help of people. So I'm someone that works so well alone, living a human life where I can't do it by myself. So I sucked up my pride because I've been trying to do it by myself for the past few months. I sucked up my pride and I asked for help and an opportunity came. And, and that's how I, I got this opportunity in the first place. And why, why, can't, why can't I do it on my own? I, th I think for me, it's just recognizing in my specific path, I'm already so good at being alone that my challenge is learning to work with people, learning to be vulnerable with others. And so if I personally try to manifest things where I'm just doing it on my own, it's not quite going to work out. So... I'm not saying that, you know, this is going to apply to you, but I noticed that in, in my own life, trying to, man, trying to bring things, trying to materialize things into my physical life is very much dependent on honoring the path that I am walking. And my path is vulnerability, being completely vulnerable with, with not just people that I know, but people that I don't know. Being honest, not holding on to this facade of, of, of someone cool, someone, you know, like, like just incredibly witty and untouchable. I am a vulnerable man in a vulnerable position, learning to live, learning to feel. And that's why I really like that the definition of, of manifestation as materializing our internal beliefs, materializing what we have inside subconsciously. We can hold so many beliefs, so many ideas, so many things that we don't we don't realize. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter how much you believe in yourself in your daily waking life, how much, you know, you 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 think that you deserve. Deep down, if, if you feel unworthy of it, it's you will never get it. And this parallels perfectly the, the story of Thanos the Titan and the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And so this is from the comics that obviously was adapted into the Infinity War, Endgame, Marvel Cine Cinematic Universe, which, which was good. But the reason Thanos is one of my favorite characters of all times in the Marvel comics is you have this character that is so, so strong, so ambitious, and possesses the will 
to, to go as far as to become all, the all-powerful entity in the universe, which, which is possessing the Infinity Stones. And yet he loses. He loses. He, become, he defeats eternity, thereby becoming everything. And he gives the protagonist an opportunity to beat him. And I don't remember if it was in this exact comic, but it, there was a breakdown talking about why he always loses. And the reason is that deep down, he believes that he is unworthy of almighty power, of being all-powerful. Therefore, he will always allow an opening for people to defeat him. And that is why he is my favorite character. Because consciously, he is strong, he is threatening, he is terrifying. He will tear down entire planets. His ambition was to exterminate half the life in the universe to court the entity of death. And deep down, subconsciously, he believes he's weak and not deserving of, it, of any of it. And I believe that is a perfect character, characterization of the human condition. How powerful we are, how mighty we are, how we can build empires, how, how we can... How we can redefine you know science art how we can do incredible things both good and horrific and deep down we'll still be insecure and that insecurity manifests in war in genocide and all the atrocious things that we do so while i can't give you a blueprint on manifestation nor do i wish to because it's going to be a lot more powerful a lot more potent for you to discover that on your own and if you want to, you know, look up spells, look up affirmations to bring that which you want into your life, of course, there's no such thing as wasted knowledge. But there could be such a thing as wasted effort. As I've been sitting with the question, does anything matter? I've been seeing the areas in my life where I'm overcompensating it with, within my like insecurity, or like, like believing that I'm not enough, that I'm not doing enough, and I'll overcompensate with effort in other areas of my life. And I'm realizing, well, yeah, it's true. There's no such thing as wasted knowledge, but maybe I'm wasting my time, wasting my effort, trying to make certain things happen instead of allowing them to come to me. And that's going to be the piece of manifestation that every doctrine will preach, even in magic, when you're, in witchcraft, when you're talking about creating sigils. The whole process is you create this sigil, this symbol that you then burn so that you forget it what it looks like consciously. You forget it, but your subconscious remembers. It's all about setting an intention and then forgetting it so that it sits with your subconscious mind and not your conscious thoughts. Because your conscious thoughts are the ones that get in the way. It's all about bringing everything deep down to the inner mind. How do you access the inner mind? Meditation, sitting with yourself. With in silence, spending time with you. That's how you that's how you get that access into who you really are. And there's no right way to go about it. You know, you may not manifest a million dollars. I think we should be very clear about that. You're not gonna be able to to do the impossible. And the, the kicker about that is the impossible is different for every person. So you're not going to be able to manifest a million dollars unless you know what a million dollars feels like. You can imagine it. You can fathom it. You can feel yourself worthy of it. You know how you're going to manage it. A million dollars isn't just a lot of money. It's a lot of energy. 
You know why you know why they say that money corrupts people? It's because power corrupts people. It's because when you have this amalgamation of energy, it can be so overwhelming that a person, you know, may not know what to do with it. And the easiest way to channel a lot of energy is to do it primally. To do it with to do it uh, to do it without having to think about it, right? So that's why you see people that get a lot of money and they just start fucking like crazy, doing a lot of drugs, doing all this sensual shit they're they're dealing with it primally they're not dealing with it consciously so when whatever you're trying to manifest i i would say i would just say sit with it why do you want it why why do we want what we want and more than anything believe that you're worth it and i don't just mean consciously i mean believe that you're worth it until you you feel it throughout your whole body that that's why affirmations is so important. You know, that's why in the military you have all these all these songs and chants. You say things over and over and over and over and over until it goes beyond memorization. It's not just your mouth and thoughts that memorize it, it's your body. And that opens up a whole other door. So thank you for sitting with me through this episode. I I wish you love and prosperity and I, be, I believe in y'all. I believe in you. So so keep at it. Keep going. And just know that uh, it's not going to get easier. But you'll adapt. Because that's what we do. Please rate and review the episode on iTunes. And follow on you know, the podcast on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. Much love to you all. Till next time.